we are opening up our second year of women's recovery response grant opportunities to apply for those funds. How are you helping women and girls? Who do you serve? And that is really the requirement. We know Mm -hmm. that the pandemic really hit women hard. People are struggling to just meet their basic needs. You are a direct care service provider that is meeting the basic need of a woman or girl in this state, then you absolutely should apply for these funds. You're listening to the Blueprint for California Advocates podcast. I am your host, Christina Boss Hamilton, founder of Sacramento, California, based lobbying and consulting firm, KBH Advocacy. You're an advocate in the work for justice. You're in the right spot. In each episode of this podcast, my guests and I explore what it really takes for legislative and political campaigns to succeed. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on your podcast player. Reviews make it possible for other people to find the podcast, to get access to this important information, and to spread the word to others in their network. Now let's dive in. I'm really happy to be here today with Lauren Babb, who is the chair of the California Commission on the Status of Women and Girls. Lauren, thank you first for taking time out of your day to come talk with me. I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Thank you, Christina. Thank you for having me. I am a total fan of the podcast, so it is really an honor to be here and kind of have this discussion with you. I am Lauren Babb, she, her pronouns, and I am the chair of the Commission on the Status of Women and Girls. I've been on this commission for about three years almost, and I was on a local commission first in Contra Costa the Women and Girls Commission there. I really find that helping people through government like really fills my cup, but I don't quite have the stomach to like be an elected official. So (laughs) it allows me to do all the warm and fuzzy work of policy and be around the government process and understand why things work or don't work, but still sort of have like a personal life that's a little bit more detached from that world. By day, I'm the vice president of public affairs for Planned Parenthood Marmonte. We're the largest affiliate in the country. And then I do a whole bunch of other stuff with like women orgs, because I think it's like pretty rad to support folks that identify as women and elevate how important women are to the economy and to just like the whole world and ecosphere. Where are you from originally? Ooh, my favorite question. I am originally from Detroit, Michigan. I did a little bit of time in D.C., um, you know, getting my degree there and then jumped into labor. Honestly, we have some commonality. Asked me international. My first job out of college and they sent me to L.A. to to organize retiree chapters. And I really credit that opportunity for showing me how the union family works and how we take care of each other. I'm grateful that I ended up in California. Now I'm in Sacramento, the North, as I call it. I want to start off by talking about the commission because I feel like it's one of California government's best kept secrets. The work that you all do is really magnificent. I don't know that as many people know about the commission that should. And for advocates, there's opportunities there with not only the state commission, but the regional commission. The Women and Girls Commission started in 1965. Women at that time felt like they needed a direct line to legislators, to local government, to department and agency heads to infuse that gender perspective and lens. Mm -hmm. Policy work on programming, 
on youth, all, all things that government touches needed to have a gender lens. And so they created the commission. We're a 17-member body at a statewide level. That includes folks that are appointed by the governor. So I'm appointed by the governor to serve in this position. We also have legislative members that are appointed by the pro temp and the speaker. And then we have seats that are by trade. There's a commissioner, Eric Courtney, is our veteran. And then we have the labor commissioner seat, which is Commissioner Lillian Brower-Garcia. The commission took on a few different things recently. What people would most recognize us for is our pay equity task force work. We partner with the first partner at Jennifer Sybil Newsom's office around pay equity work. We started the pay equity pledge with, you know, all these different amazing companies like Adobe. I think LinkedIn was one of the last ones to sign on. Um, And then we've also dabbled into other programs like the College Student Right to Access Program, also known as SB24. And we implement medication abortion program with the CSUs and UCs that our former commissioner Leva had brought to the commission as something that was incredibly important even before Roe fell. So we have a lens that's all things women and gender focused in the state. And it changes by who's on the commission. We also have a body of work at the local level where there are local commissions that also do the similar work, but work with their local bodies, like, you know, board of supervisors, or even at the city level. You pointed out that you started from the local level. There's regional commissions around the state, not necessarily in every area though, right? In No, they're not in every county, but I would definitely have folks look at our website. We have a whole map of where they are. So that's a great place to start. And even if you don't have a local commission, we have a program, our Women's Recovery Response Grant Program, that will fund a new commission. It seems like an awesome leadership opportunity for local advocates to try to get themselves on a regional commission. How do you even do that? Every commission has a different appointing structure. They're not all the same, but let's use the example in Contra Costa. So I lived in Contra Costa County for a very long time, and I looked at boards and commission at the county level and the city level. So I lived in Concord. Uh, Concord didn't have a women's commission, but the county did. And so I went to the county website, boards and commissions. I looked at sort of the requirements of the seats. I looked at when seats and terms were up. And then I just applied. Everyone has a skill set that can be used on a commission. I really love our 17-member board because we all are subject matter experts and very different things. That's the beauty of what you can bring to a commission is your own unique perspective because that just gives us better ideas and better collaboration. So, you know, definitely apply. It's looking at your county or city boards and commission website, checking out when there's vacancies and, you know, saying yes. I am going to link in the show notes also the state's webpage where they list vacancies, not just for the commission, but there's tons of other opportunities for advocates to apply for appointments. There are so many vacancies and what a fabulous way to start building your leadership, right? Like to to just start being active if you really want to, you know, at some point get get bigger and go bolder. Again, least known about element of government is this whole appointments process. So we are going to absolutely make sure to highlight that in the in the show notes. Make sure you apply on that website that Christina puts in the show notes because let's say you apply for the women's commission and we don't have any slots. They may consider you for something else, right? So really consider like Christina was mentioning a, a breadth of options in the commission space. And, you know, you never know when you get the call. 
I attended a appointments training done by California Women Lead. I remember the person at the time, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm Lauren. I'm really interested in the Women's Commission. Like, how do I get on it? And they were like, you don't. It's super competitive. Like, there's no way to choose something else, right? And so I told this story to say that you just never know how the cards will shake out, right? right. And so you have to be, like, willing to put your name in the ring, but also not have your ego so wrapped up in that that you don't open yourself up for some other opportunity. I didn't get on the statewide commission my first try, and so I did a local commission. And I built up my skill set and I built up my muscle and I I made those relationships. That's a great point. I was very vocal around sort of my community about what I wanted to do, right? So I was starting to tell people or manifest that like, I'm going to be on the Women's Commission. Do you know anyone on that? Do you know how I can do it? And like every person I talked to for like that year knew I wanted to be on the Women's Commission. And so build those relationships with the people on the commission. And so I think that's always a great place for folks to start. A lot of people don't necessarily attend our public meetings. Everything we do is public. Just mm-hmm. check out our agenda. Mm-hmm. We we start to notice the same faces, right? So if you're coming to those meetings, you're asking good questions, you're mm-hmm. working with the staff, you know, there might be opportunities like, oh yeah, so-and-so was on that call and had some really good impact during public comment. Also read the bylaws of the commissions that you're into. So like for us, we have seats that are like specifically assigned by the governor, specifically assigned by the legislature, specifically assigned by the school superintendents. Right. So right. you really just need to pay attention to who are the appointing bodies for the commission mm-hmm. that you're interested in. And maybe it doesn't work in one avenue, but yeah. you might have a good relationship in another avenue right. and, it, and right. it'll sneak out. So right. I would say the top tips is like be persistent about whatever it is that you want to do. Show interest by like showing up and being a part of their open public process. Yeah. And and apply and, and don't worry about if you don't get it on the first try. Just keep going until something fits because I guarantee you when that opportunity is right and the time is right, Oh my gosh, the floodgates will just open. This process is really about what you put in it. You want to put your best foot forward, but you have no idea who or what else is happening. Mm-hmm. That is, What's that going is on behind the scenes? Under your control. I used to be really hard on myself when I was rejected from, from opportunities, but now I just look at it like, okay, the timing might not be right. You raise a fabulous piece of advice. You cannot assume anyone knows what's in your head about your goals and mission and what you want to achieve, there are people who they have a lobby visit and they've never once in the lobby meeting actually said, I want you to do this. And so A, clarity, what do I want? And B, putting it out into the universe because you never know who knows who and who had a conversation and all of a sudden your name came up. If you're not vocalizing this, if you're not manifesting, I love that word, you're not helping yourself to make this stuff happen. It's even harder being a woman. And for me, I'm a woman of color. I'm a black woman and I just turned 30. So there are not a lot of people that are sort of like me in a lot mm-hmm. of the spaces that I'm in. And so it can be intimidating. All the imposter syndrome, all the things, right? Applied to me as a human. Right. But I also think it's like you're saying that advocating for advocating for myself is advocating for the intersectionality of the policy that I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see policy that improves the lives of you know, women and girls that are black, that are mm-hmm. people of color, mm-hmm. that are anything. I have to be in the room to yeah. ask the question. Even if it's uncomfortable for us to do the thing for ourselves, think yeah. about the communities we represent or the voice yeah. that wouldn't be heard if it wasn't us. Create genuine connections with your biggest supporters using text. 
Subtext is an award-winning texting platform that connects hosts with subscribers, free from the chaos of social media and the clutter of email. Learn more by going to joinsubtext.com. For advocates around the state, what opportunities might be there for them to collaborate? How do they work with the commission? It's perfect timing. We've got a couple things that I'm really excited to share about. One is we started a youth commission. So we are actively encouraging and recruiting young folks to join this commission to help us build out our girls' agenda. We have a mission and a mandate to let our legislative members and the governor's office be aware of what's happening in community. And we feel like girls have to tell us what's going on in their community. So please look for that opportunity on our website if you're a young person who really wants to just shape policy that works for you. Like, please Mm -hmm. join that commission. We'll mm. be doing a summit to focus on mental health for girls and what resources oh, really wow. work for them. That's, that's just a direct opportunity if you're looking for a way to infuse and be a part of our work. And then what I'm super excited about is we are opening up our second year of Women's Recovery Response Grant Opportunities. We were able to fund over 100 different nonprofits last year with wow. our $5 million investment to apply for those funds. How are you helping women and girls? Who do you serve? And that is really the requirement. So we are doing that again. Applications will open on January 6th. We'll do a couple of technical assistance conversations so people know what the expectation is around the process. Um, But please, if you work for a nonprofit, small or large, apply for the grant. It's our way of infusing money back into communities that are serving women and girls that identify as such and thinking about how do we build the economy back up to work for women. Mm-hmm. Know that the pandemic really hit women hard in the areas of like workforce development. People are struggling to just meet their basic needs. And if you are a direct care service provider that is meeting the basic need of a, of a woman or girl in this state, then you absolutely should apply for these funds. What's the average award amount? Oh, it really varies. I mean, we've we've granted up to 250000 to one organization, you know, down to 10000 It really just depends on, you know, how strong the application is, graphical spread. So we talked about this in our last commission meeting that we have a goal of putting money in every single county in California, looking for representation throughout the state. The goal is to just get the money out the door to serve people. That's awesome. Because I'm not sure when this episode will actually air. What is the closing date for applying? Applications are due February 20th. I will put the link to all the resources that you're talking about into the show notes. I believe you all or you, the commission, did release a really important report recently. Is that right? Yes. Thank you for asking. So the California Commission on the Status of Women and Girls worked with UC Berkeley Policy Lab on a blueprint that is like 200 pages plus. Shout out to the commission team for putting that together. But we really dove into the economic impact and what happened, right? The story of women and girls coming out of a pandemic, coming out of COVID, like what do we learn? We learned that they really heavily relied on safety net programs. And most people use stimulus checks or any additional resources for basic needs like food, shelter, and clothing. You know, people are really still struggling to gain economic security after having to really hunker down and provide childcare or elder care. How does that sort of weigh into our, our issue of pay equity? So if, you know, the mother of the family is the primary caregiver of the children and also the elder care, 
and is not necessarily performing at work mm-hmm. and isn't necessarily getting a promotion or mm-hmm. advancement. Mm-hmm. Like, right. how does that impact the economy of California? Our blueprint provides data points for advocates like you. We hope that other people take this data and run with it. We thought about it as a resource for our community to have the data and the facts around what happened during the pandemic related to women. I'm glad you reminded us that these data points are out there and that folks need to use them in their advocacy. And let's not recreate the wheel. Any other advice for advocates on the ground on how they might partner and or take advantage of what the commission has to offer? Yeah, always engage with us. We do a lot of work around the equal pay days. So we just passed a Latina equal pay day. We also are able to sponsor and support legislation, which is really unique for commissions. So if you have a bill that you feel like fits into the platform of supporting and advancing women's rights and justice, please let us know. We're happy to support bills. We work with the caucuses a lot. Women's History Month is in March, and we always do a women build with Habitat for Humanity, and so we invite people to join us for that. There's always opportunities to plug in, and the first step is to just reach out to us and see how we can support you and support the goals that uplift women and girls throughout the state. Love it. So who should they be reaching out to? Yes, our email on our website is always monitored by our staff and they get it to us in the appropriate ways. But I also encourage people to reach out to me directly or commissioners directly. We're humans. We definitely enjoy helping others. If you get stuck in your appointments process or frustrated, I'm a really great person to talk to and vent about. <laughs> That's a nice name. Because it always doesn't go the way we want it to, but I want me to make sure that I'm always a direct resource to support anybody, especially young folks who are trying to navigate complex political structures while also doing some good. So glad you just said complex structures because it is a whole other language, a whole different world, government, and our little capital community to makes all the sense. To us, because we live and breathe it, but translating that to real life people, (laughs) it's kind of challenging. Yeah, it's very challenging. And I, you know, if I didn't have people that helped me or held my hand, I wouldn't have figured it out either. If you know no one and you just want to get your foot in the door, I'm always a resource. And just info, email them and say, Lauren said that I could talk to her and they will give you my contact info and we can definitely connect. It's important people have someone to reach out to if things are not clear. Any socials you want to share for people to find you? I'm not a social person. But <laughs> like, email, That's not a bad thing. I'm like, emails, you know me? But yeah, okay. follow the commission. The commission has a bunch of social channels. And Excellent. Okay. they keep up with our work. And that's a great way to plug in to what we got going on online. Any parting words of advice for advocates in general? Just do it and, and don't be discouraged. All it takes is someone to say yes one time and mm. that could change the whole course of your career or what you're interested in. Just keep grinding. Don't worry if you don't get recognition for grinding because you will at some mm. point. What I do on my commission, and I'll leave it like this is my last note, but I always start off my chair remarks with giving flowers to my other commissioners for something Mm. cool that I've seen them do in the world. And so I I always say to give each other the flowers in the moment because we never know when we'll get an opportunity to do it again. And so give yourself the flowers for even thinking about how you can be of service to people that don't even know your name and don't even know that you're doing the things you're doing. It's so worth it. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. I give you a flower. Thank you. (laughs) If you're finding this show to be valuable, please go ahead, hit that subscribe button, 
share episodes with your networks and send me your feedback. I really appreciate that. I will link to my socials in the show notes. Thank you very much. And I will talk with you soon.